Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker. And today I have with me very special, very, very, very special guest, Mr. John Mays. John is the central team leader of our local engagement at Life Church. And so all the amazing people that happens and we connect with in our global and local mission partners, well, John makes that happen. He's an amazing dad, wonderful uh, husband, and a great friend uh, to me and my family, and we love him. John, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, Vince. Thanks for all those kind words. Uh, you're welcome. So, John, I've, I've just got a random question for you before we jump into our, our topic here. Okay. Um, I hear that you name all your dogs after rappers. Is this true? Mostly true. Uh, we name all of our pets okay. after after rappers. <laughs> So okay, how many pets do you have right now? We, we just we just have four, which is one too many, probably two too many. But yeah, okay. Some people might say four too many, but okay. <laughs> um, what kind of pets do you have? Are they dogs, cats, chickens, goats? Man, so we got three dogs, uh, two Great Pyrenees, okay. a Lab, uh, and then my daughter Harper recently got herself a gecko. Yeah, she had a she had oh. a python. We rehomed the python and got a gecko. Okay, real, real quick question: yeah. uh, What happened that she, the python, wasn't working out? So uh, the python struck the glass. Uh, essentially, what that means is it tried to attack her <laughs> when she walked by, uh, which made it difficult to then take it out of its cage and feed it. Um, she at that point she was never going to touch it again. Uh, so we were like, yeah. It's not a great pet. Let's... So she took that. She took that personal. She did. She did. She she felt uh, threatened. Okay. Unsafe, if you will. Yeah. And you weren't going to take care of it, man. I, I I do a lot of things. I love all of God's creation. I love snakes from uh, a safe distance. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not grabbing a snake. That's not happening. Okay. So bye bye snake. Hello gecko. Yeah. Tupac Snakeur. Uh, has been rehomed. That's weird. Okay. (laughs) Today, John, we're going to hop in and we're going to talk about uh, cancel culture. Sure. Uh, Obviously, in the past few years, it's gained a lot of momentum. Uh, It's a normal word. Uh, Obviously, it's been around for a while, but it's, it's a normal word. And so let's talk about that, because obviously with switch leaders and things that they engage with students, it's going to come up. And let's talk about how we can uh, navigate mm-hmm. that and better equip and just kind of help switch leaders uh, be the best they can be. So sound good to you? Yeah, it works for me, man. OK, so me, me, let's let's first uh, the definition matters. So how would you first define cancel culture? Man, that's complicated. I I actually don't think you can define cancel culture. Um, so that's not true. You can define anything. So let's start with the original definition. Um, it, it's really just ostracism. It, it, it's, it's been around since, since the Romans. It's when as a society, you by popular vote, vote people out of society, you ostracize them. Um, so it's been around forever. Uh, really when you think about it, it's what we do, um, in, when we send people to prison, like there's 
uh, essentially a vote among your peers uh, and you're taken out of society. So when you look at what we call cancel culture now, it's just another label for another rendition of ostracism. Um, that's done primarily around social media. And so for some people, they, based off of their worldview or their narrative, they would define um, cancel culture as just maybe accountability. It's accountability culture. Um, it's, it's consequences for actions. Uh, but other people may look at that exact same thing based off of their worldview, the way they've grown up, um, and look at it as uh, maybe an attack of freedom of speech or bullying or um, people being hypersensitive or or maybe even like uh, being um, a form of oppression where like we we don't want to hear uh, things that we disagree with. So you're going to you're going to cancel me. So I've talked to people that that view it in both ways and everything in between. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not a new thing. It's it's actually it's been around forever. It's a it's a huge part of our society. Um, this is just its later its latest iteration. Okay, so let me ask you this, then. This is a loaded question, probably. Mm -hmm. So, is cancel culture a good thing or a bad thing? Um, so, I hate to do this, but I'm gonna have to culturally appropriate um, uh, propaganda, like. This guy, that uh, great philosopher, poet, um, he said something in 2020 around some of the the tensions that were happening um, in communities of color, where he's like, we always want to talk about four, but if two plus two equals four, four just is, right? So when we think about cancel culture, culture just the culture just is. It's a byproduct of two plus two. Um, so to me, I don't. I if I have to lean one way, I'd say cancel culture in and of itself. When we're just approaching it the same way that we would approach um, kind of the way we approach uh, justice, where it's going to be punitive, like we're using it to punish versus using it to restore, I think it would be a bad thing. Um, but I think there's a whole lot of things that go into that, that you probably need to address. Like if we want to talk about four, really four just is, we need to talk about two plus two. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. So in this in this weird way, and I kind of sense the tension. Uh, I James and myself has done a couple of episodes of Culture Makers where we talk about cancel culture mm -hmm. and uh, things like that. And I get the tension behind cancel culture is about change, right? Like, oh, I see something that feels wrong to me, mm -hmm. and it's so wrong that we should just cancel them. We should ostracize them. We should outcast them and have nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem I have with cancel culture is that it's to me, the way I hear our society label is basically saying you get no second chance, no chance for redemption, no chance for grace, no chance for forgiveness. You're just out there and we're done with you. And I, I feel like that's wrong. But how do we navigate the conversations, especially with students where they're talking about cancel culture, but you're like basically saying like, hey, we shouldn't cancel people. Yeah. But yet they're like, but we still want to see change. Yeah. So what we have to look at is we want to see long-term change. And if anytime we're canceling something, um, we're looking at short-term change. Really, like, especially when we get down in kind of the weeds of it. And like when you see like high school students or middle school students um, calling for the cancellation of another student based off something that they've said. Um like the conversations we've navigated with our daughter is sure you can you can cease doing life with them, um, but actually you're not getting any change. You're actually taking that behavior 
um, that you don't want to see happen. And now you're putting it in the dark where it's just going to manifest itself in other ways. Um, and you're not going to, you're actually not creating any change. You're creating the illusion of change. So when you think about it, the best way to create change, like if we want to go back to like, how do we navigate these things that we think are wrong? Um, generally around cancel culture right now, it's, it's things around um, equality, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, whether it's around race or misogynistic people or gender or anything like that, it's, it's, it's all around equality. So if you really want to help people understand like, hey, the way that you view this is biblically um, incorrect, like you're not approaching this with love, grace, or mercy, then the best tool that we have at our disposal to help someone see that is our own love, grace, and mercy. So with cancel culture, right. generally we're sending something over aside and we're not revisiting it. We're just saying, hey, you're no longer a part of us. You're now a them. We're going to move forward with everyone who thinks like us, believes like us, acts like us, and we're going to create this perfect utopian society. That's not, that's not how the church worked. That's not how the church works now. That's not what the gospel is about. Like the gospel is about restoration. And so when you look at... Um, when you look at cancel culture, if you look at something where you're wanting to, to create some type of change, the best way to do that is to sit down and have a conversation with the person that, that said or did the thing mm. that you fully disagree with. Because people okay. don't just do things for no reason. They have a, they have a thought, a belief, um, an upbringing, a worldview that, it, that they're responding to, and you're just happy to see the fruit of that. And so you, for us, as, as followers of Christ, we have to, we are the ones that are called to sit in that uncomfortable space um, and bring about restoration by asking questions um, by, I mean, you think about like the disciples, like Matthew is a tax collector that oppresses his own people. And Simon is a zealot who basically wants to kill all Romans. There's no chance that these brothers got along, like at all, at all. But they were able under the mission of Christ to, to kind of put those differences aside um, and get to know one another. Uh, and, and, and you have to believe like restoration happened inside of that process. Does that make sense? You know, it makes great sense. So um, maybe expand upon that a little bit of how does one navigate that if it comes up in a small group? Like, you know, you're in your small group, Tom, or maybe you're on the switch host team mm -hmm. or you're switch uh, greeter and some kids like oh did you see that we should cancel them how do you actually navigate that conversation i think it starts back with making it practical and personal and so just thinking through the time like man we've all said things that we've regretted um man we've all done things that if we could we'd go back and we'd take back but you can't and so getting people to understand like hey so let's just say that was you so maybe you don't have that same belief but that moment in time where you wish you could take that thing back, how would you want someone to respond to you in that moment? Um, because for me, like, man, I hope that somebody sits me down and says, man, help me understand what you were thinking in that moment. Why, why did that thing come out of your mouth? Why was that your reaction to the thing that happened to you? Um, and give me an opportunity to, to share my heart and to own my mistake. Um, and there are times where probably I may not have even owned my mistake. But then, especially in the side of context where we're in church, like we all understand grace and we all understand the gospel and we all understand mercy. Um, and so just basically walking in their shoes and, and treating people as we'd want to be treated in that moment versus, um, you know, 
always it's it's a righteous thing to advocate for for somebody who a lot of times we like to say the voiceless but actually everybody has a voice right and so um in that moment the best thing that we can do is is just extend uh uh a space to have a conversation and understand where they're coming mm -hmm. from ask questions and and be willing to walk alongside them to help them maybe unlearn some thinking um correct some thinking uh, or at least be able to agree to disagree, but in a, in a loving way. That's awesome, John. Thank you for sharing. That. I appreciate that. I think that's really going to help our switch leaders navigate uh, some questions and some things that will come up in their small group time. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When you think all the things you said today, you really helped our switch leaders a lot. Uh, is there anything you would add to that? Anything you would share? Maybe a question I should have asked you? Uh, no, I think you know, kind of going back to the equation is like the thing when we get all caught up in, 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 in cancel culture, really the only reason it exists is because people want to see change happen in the current culture we're in. And the, it is, it is incredibly difficult, but is really simple. If we approach every single person that we encounter, um, no matter what their belief, what their thoughts, what words come out of their mouth, um, and even how they treat other people, if we can see them first as an image bearer, as somebody that was made in the image of God and extend grace, love, and mercy to them. It is the absolute best weapon we have. And honestly, um, it is our only chance. Like that is the only thing that is going to bring about holistic, full restoration and change. Um, this side of heaven is, is living like Jesus. And when you watch Jesus, man, that is what he did. He, he was full of love, grace, and mercy. Yes, he was full of truth. It's in the context of a relationship. Jesus was not canceling folks. Like he was able to walk alongside people. Mm. And that, like, if Jesus was in the business of canceling folks, we would be in a world of trouble. Like not one of us would have a shot. Yeah. So, man, if we can be more like Jesus, we, we might just be able to see this change that we're looking for. John, I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's just all be more like Jesus. John, well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your insight, your wisdom, and I appreciate your friendship uh, so much. Uh, and thank you to all the Swiss leaders out there. Thank you for all the amazing things you do. Thank you for your time, your dedication, your hard work, and the effort you put in to help students be fully devoted followers of Christ. And thank you for listening to the Swiss Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be. Tomorrow.